0: Will the Nets be better than we all think? How have the Rockets integrated CP3 into their offense? Can OKC give the Warriors a run for their money? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Hey sports fans, Coach Nick here and welcome to the Bball Breakdown Podcast. I think we're back. We're ready to go. We're going to be our regular Monday podcast. Me and Dave Dufour. Dave, are you there? I I think so. I, am I? I think so. Is any are any of us here? We are. That's right. the real question. I, I yeah, because literally, I'm, all, I'm, all I see is this light bouncing off of you, but I don't really see you. So it's That's unclear right. if it's what that means. So me and me and uh, Jim Carrey can have a discussion about that at some point. Soon. Well.
1: And I'm also, I'm, I'm with B's, man. I think we're only using like 10% of our brains. I mean,
0: I guess maybe you and I are using 11. Right. I'm not maybe sure. a little bit more. Maybe a little bit more than him, but, you know, not much more. I go, I get it. So, um, yeah, so we're gonna, here we go. We're going to strap ourselves in and get on the rocket ship that is the NBA season pretty much now because, you know, uh, opening night is very soon.
1: I cannot wait. It is so close. Uh, We're recording this Sunday, October 8th. So we've got like, what, 10 days? Nine days?
0: Yeah. Wait, so that's the 16th, 17th? It's the 17th. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So I am ready to go for that one. Uh, And we will be live tweeting that stuff all over the place. And so make sure you join us there. Maybe we'll even throw a live show in there after one of those games
1: yeah that's my hope uh, i hope we recap the night i mean at least the first night we gotta you know it, it's been too long and and it hadn't even been that long
0: <laughs> yeah right so yeah it's starting so early so it actually is little, it's shorter than normal but let's break into it. let's talk a little bit about some basketball stuff because i know uh you wanted to bring up a, a player that just signed an extension and uh, i don't know if you feel that it's, it was worth it for the nuggets what do you think and oh, who are no. we talking about
1: I think uh, – well, Gary Harris, who was one of our sleepers, of course, and I and I made this bold statement where I said that by the end of the year, he may be uh, a guy that we talk about as a fringe top five two guard. I, I think he's like – he's right behind that Bradley Beal, DeMar DeRozan yeah. twosome. I think he's in that – I think he's slightly ahead of Rodney Hood for now. Uh-oh. Right now, but I think Rodney Hood stands to have a better individual season, um, offensively especially because he's, his usage rate go is going to go sky high. Mm-hmm. But Gary Harris, to me, I mean, he scored, what, 14, 15 a game last year, and I think he actually has a good shot at getting up to 18, 19 a game because Millsap is going to open up the floor for him even more. Um, so he signed a four-year, $84 million extension, but only $74 million is guaranteed. And And from what I was reading today – that extra $10 million is going to be pretty hard for him to get. So for all intents and purposes, this is an $18, $18.5 million a year contract, which for Gary Harris, I mean, it could wind up meaning that he's kind of cost himself some money by not waiting till next summer, you know, if he has a great season. And the Nuggets maybe got a discount. But I, this was kind of what I expected him to get if he if he had waited till uh, restricted free agency next summer anyway somewhere in the seventeen to eighteen he's he's a two a, a legit two way wing he can shoot threes and he can score he's a great cutter and in that offense that's amazing but he can really defend as well and so uh, this is good starter money and I think that you know both sides should be pretty happy
0: with this oh I know and you know it's funny he actually shot forty two percent on threes at four and a half a game. Uh, In 31 minutes, and so uh, I would imagine that's going to go up. He'll take more threes, and what I've seen so far in the in the uh, preseason is he's he's in mid season form. On his you know his rhythm is good. He's really looking to get those shots. So I, I would imagine he can, he can maintain that 40% three-point shot at, like, six attempts a game. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, now you're talking about your 16 and a half points, and you're now going to be a couple more twos uh, off of cuts, maybe a couple more, more minutes a game he's going to play. And, uh, yeah, I think that 18, 19, 20-point realm is, is not without, uh, out of the question. And as a result, yeah, if that's, what, if that's what happens. Uh, and there's no doubt the, the quality of shots should maintain, especially when you add Millsap. Uh, if not maintained from last year, better than last year. So um, I, again, we've already talked about this before, but the Nuggets are going to be a real problem. Yeah, I people. mean,
1: offensively for sure. I mean, they were the best offense in the league once Jokic started, you know, join the starting lineup permanently mm-hmm. last year. And, and I think that offensively, we know what they are. That their issue is defense, and then what are they getting out of their bench? Um, they're not very deep on the wing, which thus makes Gary Harris even more important. Uh, they don't really have a backup three. I guess they're going to play Wancho. Hern- Hernan Gomez there, but you know he's a little ill-suited for that. And Moutier has just not done what I, I mean, frankly, what I expected him to do, which was to develop some of his basic skills like shooting and you know ball handling. He, he he's still depending on, you know, he has elite size, and I think that it it takes those guys a little bit longer because they have to get over the fact that when they get to the NBA. That elite size is not so elite. It's not like when you're in high school. If you're a high school senior and you're 6'5", 200 pounds, that's a big deal as a guard. And when you get to the NBA, it's like, okay, well, you're, you're maybe a little bit taller than, than some ones, but uh, it's not that big of a deal. They can just switch a guy on to you, or maybe you've got a guy by an inch and like 10 pounds. It's not as big of an advantage. And so if that's what you're falling back on, this is what you see with Moutier, in my right. opinion, you know, in my experience.
0: Now, are we going to be able to see, you know, Jamal Murray just run the point? Then it, that's what it looks like. And, and
1: honestly, in their offense, it's not as important to have this, you know, ball dominant point guard. I think you just need a guy who can, and Jamal Murray, in theory at least, can shoot. And so you just need a guy who can keep the ball moving and hit open shots. Um, I, I believe Millsap, and I mean, we know Jokic is sort of the sort of the cornerstone of that offense. And I think Millsap's going to going to work really well next to him. And I expect to see both of those guys working from the elbows and shooting more threes this year. They're they're gonna have a lot of open shots. The the problem is they're also gonna give up a bunch on the other end. I mean, it's right. that well, might
0: be rough. Yeah, I mean, but there are a couple guys who could stand out. So you, you know, you got Harris who can who can defend. Uh Jokic, I guess, is not that much of a defender. He's got some length that perhaps he could bother or something down there, but not something he really does well. In
1: his defense, though, it is tough as a as a you know, when you're a guy who's not super mobile, like if he was DeAndre Jordan's type of athlete, um, he could make up for some of the deficit at the point of attack. But Jamal Murray is is not really a good defender, and he dies on screens quite a bit. And so it's tough when you get into that 1-5 pick and roll and the guy is just coming downhill, you, you really are in a tough position yeah. unless you're a supreme athlete like DeAndre Jordan. And so I think that if, if – if they find a way to make Jamal Murray's defense passable, if they if they scheme around it, or if he's just better, okay, then I think you'll see Jokic will take an uptick. But you know, if they're one or two or three in offense, and they can make it to the you know like 18th defense, that's yeah. that's fifth wins. You know, we, we saw that with Phoenix a few years ago. Um, what was it 2010 or whatever, where they were number one offense and like the 18th or 19th defense. And they they won like 54, 55 games. I, I think that that's – it is a winning recipe for the regular season. The issue is once you get to right. the postseason, you know, you're yeah. getting run off the floor.
0: Well, you know, let's let's move on to another team that I think might have to be reckoned with a little bit this year, which is the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I, I really feel like Cleveland – you know, we kind of said it, and the Cleveland fans were sort of yelling at us, saying, oh, that's a top three pick, no question. But I don't think it's a top three pick. What do you think? They've got talent, man. And not only that, but – the way they
1: play. You know, they play a, a team brand of basketball. I mean, you and I gush over the way this team plays. They're moving the ball. They're taking a lot of threes, which, you know, it's high variance, but they have a lot of decent shooters. I mean, I love the uh, what I've seen out of the Jeremy Lin-D'Angelo Russell combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mozgov taking threes when they're available. You know, I, mean, he, I, I, I was talking about this this summer, and people were calling me crazy, but I was like, You know, a few years ago, he was working on this part of his game, and he just didn't get to showcase it in Cleveland. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, they're going to be better. I I don't think they're in the worst three in the league. Okay. And they have no incentive to tank. Right. So they're going to be going for it in March and April when a lot of teams are going to tank down. Right. So they're going to win a lot of games that maybe they wouldn't talent-wise, but they're going to win them. Because of other teams tanking, they have no incentive to tank. Yeah, so I, I think I I think that unless that that pick gets hit in
0: the lottery, I think that that's going to be like
1: the fifth, maybe sixth, seventh pick.
0: Yeah, well, let's look at the context here because last year they won twenty games, and they've added so much more talent. I mean, it's not it's it's kind of crazy. Allen Crabb, Mozgov, Carroll. I'm assuming Jeremy Lin is going to be healthy or healthier. D'Angelo Russell. Uh, you know, that's a lot of extra um just on the bottom line, just like adding talent. Like that second is year, Second year second year
1: Karis Levert and he's healthy. And Karis Levert is a guy that I really love. Mm-hmm. They also drafted Jarrett Allen, who I think is gonna be decent. Maybe not as a rookie, but like
0: going forward. I, they do have talent. Yeah. So Before you have over, to imagine like they, they they're gonna go from twenty to like, I don't know, twenty seven, twenty eight, easy. You know and I, I I don't think 30 32 wins is out of the out of the possibility and 32 wins we have to go check it real quick but I'd imagine 32 wins get you yeah you're out of the top six of that I think probably I mean you know Chicago is going to be really bad
1: right Orlando's probably not going to be very good Phoenix is probably not going to be very good on purpose right mm-hmm. and so that's the tricky part is like it's it's finding the teams that maybe have better talent but uh, or a better pool of talent but they're gonna Tank.
0: Yeah. And like for so, instance, if you won thirty two games last from compared to last year, there were one uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams worse. Mm-hmm. So that's the eighth pick, right? If I do the yeah. math right. And so, um, you know, that's I mean, and you know what, that still is a decent pick for the Cavs, but it's certainly not like what they were were hoping for out of this. And if Isaiah Thomas uh cannot get back healthy enough uh, to really help them, then it was a toll I think it's a it bust a trade for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jay, Jay Crowder, as much as I love him, like that's just, I mean, for talent for talent, if all you really got was Jay Crowder and like, let's say the number seven pick, right. For I, re, I think that that's, that's not
0: great. No. And, and also the, the context is when you have LeBron on your team, you're not in rebuilding mode. You're in a win now mode. Like whatever your trade you're going to make needs to be to win a, a title. Uh, and that, that's you know right now it does not look like that that has happened. Even if you want to take solace in the fact that that pick could be a good pick, it still doesn't really cover you for this year. Uh, and then he's probably gone anyway. So it's a it's an interesting conundrum for them. But you know uh, we'll, we'll have to see uh, how that's going to play out. But yeah, I, I'm high in the, net, in the Nets. You know, it's my, my a friend of the breakdown, Spencer Dinwiddie, is looking better too. Um so they have some some possibilities here and I'm I'm anxious to see how Kenny Atkinson is going to do this because he has a great reputation and I would like to see it actually uh you know some some more evidence of that on the court. And if nothing else they're going to be one of those uh you know
1: league pass sleepers I think. They're going to be a team that you know sort of like Philly last year where it's like okay maybe they're not good but they're at least fun to watch. They play a really fun style, they're moving the ball a lot. I like They've got Rondé Hollis-Jefferson playing a lot more four, which I think is where he's suited to play. And they're they're letting him grab and go, which is super smart. I mean, this is what we see from the Warriors with Draymond Green. And this is what we, we've seen with the Clippers with with Blake Griffin. And this is, to me, when you've got a four that can grab the ball and go, and obviously your other three guys um, up front can do the same thing, that is the difference between taking a mediocre team and getting them to decent Right? than than mediocre and staying mediocre. It just is a little bit of an advantage. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching them. I, mean, I watch everybody, but I'm really looking forward to see what they can do. I'm rooting for them. I hope they make the playoffs. I think it would be amazing if they made yeah. the playoffs. And in the East, it could be 37 wins that makes the playoffs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you mentioned the word sleeper, which kind of reminds me of when I sleep uh, in my underwear. Uh, do you sleep in your underwear? Um, no comment. Okay. Because, you know, I don't know if people sleep and however they like. But I sleep in my underwear. And I really like when I wear undies underwear because it is really that soft that it's, uh, you know, almost like you're sleeping in another, you know, soft sheets or something. I'm telling you, it really is a, 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 an amazing experience. And not to mention the fact that when you're up and about and you're actually wearing them in regular, you know, during the day, uh, you know, they have this, you know, they're just uh, incredible, uh, this, this diamond-shaped pouch to really gives you some support. I, I, I can't tell you how much. I mean, I, you've seen me in my underwear, I guess, is what we're saying. I out. have. I've seen the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm telling you, man, and the colors, I really love it. I mean, I have a a pink color, and then unfortunately, my yellow ones, my dog ate the crotch out of the yellow ones the other day, and uh, that was really unfortunate, but I'm going to have to go back to, well, you know where you go back is you go to MeUndies.com, and if you go to MeUndies.com slash Coach Nick, you can get 20% off free shipping and their 100% satisfaction guarantee uh, if you go there and order some MeUndies. Well, you know the secret to the meundies—it's that
1: modal fabric. Yeah, that is it's what it so is. So soft. It's soft. It's like ten times softer than cotton. Or three times, but either way, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. By by my touch, it's ten.
0: Yes, right. With that's the math, a, that's, you know. That's yeah. No, that's unscientific there. Right. So it's it's a no brainer. Head over to Me Undies. I'm wearing them now, uh, and I'm gonna get some more myself. Go over to MeUndies.com/slash Coach Nick, and remember, you get 20% off on that first purchase uh, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. So it changed my life, is what they want me to tell you, and it did. It really did. I really feel like you're a happier person when you have uh, comfortable underwear. Well, you all right. So
1: I mean, quick, we're gonna go on a tangent here, but um, most men go something like eight years without replacing their underwear. And yeah. that's gross, And, and especially in, in the last eight years, underwear technology has come a long way.
0: Yeah. Right. In 2017, there's no excuse for having crappy underwear. Me <laughs> Right. I mean, listen, at any age, at any time, crappy underwear is just bad hygiene. So anyway, that's right. Let's well, you know, speaking of hygiene, let's talk about the rockets, uh, because I was getting my eyeballs on some of what the rockets are doing. And uh I got to tell you, offensively, we're, I mean, you know, as every year goes by, and we can talk about this as well as far as, like, every team now seems to have adopted, you know, and I know everyone wants to run, you know, get up early and get to get the ball up early and get easy shots, but it really feels like they're, everyone's now adopted that, and they've adopted, uh, you know, the... Um, uh, pistol action, which is either you know a handoff into a pick and roll or a, a pin down into a handoff on the wing, and attacking from there, coming running out of the corner on a catch, and so it's really exciting when you start watching Harden and um, CP3 sort of mix and match their positions to attack out of that. I don't really know how defenses are going to handle it.
1: Yeah, so uh, D'Antoni calls that. Uh, like that's like his 21 series and they do a lot of stuff out of that. And um, honestly, it's all you have to do. And and, you know, he's a, he's a huge proponent of keeping things simple. Yeah. And it's part of the reason why his team score, right? Like everyone has a green light and they keep it simple and they're, and they're getting shots up quickly. And um, you know, when you, when you take a guy like Harden, who is lethal with the basketball in his hands and you add a guy like Chris Paul, who's also lethal with the basketball in his hands. Oh, and Hey, both of those guys happen to be pretty damn good off ball is catching shoot shooters oh yeah um yeah you're in for a world of hurt if you're playing against them and and you know add in eric gordon and ryan anderson and you know uh clint capella is not bad as a pick and roll partner I, they have their offense is just gonna it's gonna be potent and um I'm, I'm here for it man i'm all i'm all about it you know i'm a D'Antoni guy and I'm excited to see. This is probably the most talent he's ever had on one team. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, particularly because of the top two guys. I mean, you know, you, you've got two guys that are for sure in the top 15 and maybe even top 10. And uh, I mean, that's just insane. Like the, the, the offensive firepower they have. Yeah. And,
0: uh, and I love what I've seen so far. I mean, it's simple, but it's working. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so they, they get pistol action, and then they throw in, like, the third player, like Ryan Anderson, who then picks and pops for three, uh, and the other guy's spot up. And so you got, you know, Harden is so good at that whip pass across the court for the to the weak side. And then they'll run a pick-and-roll up top, and they'll dive Capella, and then the weak side man has to bump down, and then, boom, they're going to get that pass to a nice look for the three. And they got other shooters out there. I mean, um, uh, Trevor Ariza. It looks good, and he always has looked better since he's gotten there anyway. Because those shots are going to be even more open this year with CP3 up there. And uh, and by the way, Capella, two things: Capella has been handling the ball a little bit. Like he seems a lot more comfortable on the perimeter, dribble, pitch, uh, even just handling it out there to kind of get from one spot to the other, which is a really interesting sign for them because you can really get five guys out. And and really clear the whole lane area to attack from the perimeter, so that would be really exciting. And like and dare I say it, CP three might even be dribbling the ball less, like giving it up quicker and getting the ball moving quicker as opposed to what he was doing in in, uh, in LA. So uh, that yeah, it's it's a very it's going to be a real treat to watch how they run their offense well his buy-in is the key to this whole thing
1: you know like Harden and the rest of those guys they showed us last year they bought in they they believe and I think getting Chris Paul I mean and, and again remember he wanted to come here so he had to know what he was getting himself into and so if he's buying in that's that's huge for them and it, it's going to th- – I think he might – and he's a very efficient player. He may have one of the most efficient uh, years of his career just because of how open he's going to be. And then if we recall the the playoff series against San Antonio, what they did, San Antonio just ran him off the three-point line and closed down the paint. And they were giving up the mid-range, and Houston couldn't capitalize. Well, guess who's one of the best mid-range shooters in the last 20 years? Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Yeah. And so Chris Paul will, will feast. On those shots that that Houston hadn't been able to capitalize on, and he's almost the perfect guy to add into the mix. Now, again, this is all you know. As long as he's playing ball, as long as he's moving the ball early, getting to his spots, and doing the things that he needs to do within that offense. Now, if he starts pounding the rock, you know, um, how long are they going to stay happy? That that's my that's my one concern. But what we've seen so far, so good.
0: Oh, I know. I cannot. I mean, I can't. Again, I can't wait. And here's the thing: is um, you know, all these teams are now moving to the same sort of offense, right? We see a lot of guys, a lot of teams throwing the ball low post and splitting like the, uh, like the Warriors do. We see a lot of uh, pistol action. We're seeing, obviously, the high pick and roll everybody runs. And we're seeing guys, you know, then spraying the floor wide and, and getting as, up the court as fast as they can. So as all these teams start playing the same way, I really am curious to see how that's going to what's what the game is going to be like. That's that's part of the difference, because I think that obviously the three point shot attempts can continue to go up a little bit more. You know, they keep going up every year. Um, And I think that that's that it could very well make the game worse. Like, I don't know if we're going to sort of enjoy watching the game and if, if every team just sort of plays the same way. I, th- I think that you'll see
1: variations obviously because, you know, the talent discrepancy is there, you know, uh, the warriors are special because Steph Curry can take a 35 footer and it's like, he's shooting a free throw. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, you know, that allows them to do some things that other teams can't, they also have Draymond green and, you know, so they've got some special personnel that allows them to do some different things and okay. and same with uh, Houston, right? So not every team has a guy that can pass like James Harden. that whip pass. It's like him and, uh, James uh, LeBron James right right it's like two guys in the league that can throw that pass that way that consistently and that late those two and that's one of the underrated things about the way they can throw that pass is they can throw that pass early or they can wait and so they're both really good at baiting the defense and and making that pass so I think that that's what you're going to see teams are going to try to play that way but personnel is going to dictate it I mean the Nuggets don't play that way they cut you know they're they're taking they're taking a lot of shots at the hoop because they're cutting, and then they get their threes off of that when the defense collapses on on the cutter. So, okay, cool. you know, I, I think that I think that also as defenses catch up, we'll see even more evolution of, of what that is.
0: Right, and you can also argue that if, if these teams are running the same actions, then they'll be better at defending it because they're just used to doing it in practice and they know Absolutely. better. And, again, that that will then beget other things. And and also Denver, you know, they're going to have Jokic bring the ball up uh, X amount of times, and that's going to be a different look, uh, which also could then, you know, again, we'll probably see that a little bit more, and I would imagine maybe Minnesota is going to do that a little bit with maybe with Carl Anthony Towns, and um, I'm trying to think of who else. I don't, I don't know if KP is going to bring it up. Um, it's Probably not, much, but but I bet Boogie brings the ball up some in New Orleans. I mean, yeah. he did it in Sacramento.
1: Yeah, that's another yeah. grab and go guy, right? Like, and, and so you know that grab and go thing. When if you get your, your four doing it, it's 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 amazing. But if your five can do it, I mean, that's you're unlocking a whole new just thing that most teams can't do. This is why the Warriors with their small ball lineup is so special, Absolutely. Because Draymond can grab the ball and he's fast with the basketball. I mean he, he I don't know. I wish we had I wish we had the, the sport view data so we actually knew how fast these guys were going up the court. But when I watch Draymond with the basketball, he looks way faster than he runs
0: without it. Draymond looks much faster without the ball? No, with the ball. Oh, with the ball. Yeah. he looks, he looks really fast with the ball.
1: I would love to know how fast he is Like when he grabs a, re- a defensive rebound and starts a break. I want to know how fast. And if anybody out there listening happens to know, I know I know we've got some listeners that uh, are in high places. And so if you know, feel free to hit us up and let us know how fast Draymond <laughs> comes off the defensive rebound for the right. break.
0: And by the way, the, the other key to that is because you could argue that, of course, the pass goes faster than a guy running with the ball. But... What it allows the Warriors to do is get Clay and Steph and all their shooters just spotted up even earlier, uh, without having to deal with bringing the ball up. So that's that is one of the things, which is why Russ, you know, doing it, you could argue was 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 good. Although I still argue that him getting a outlet pass at the hash would would be better than him getting the rebound. But whatever. Right.
1: Well, and that's that's another personnel thing, right? Because OKC didn't have the shooters that that the Warriors have. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is that the Warriors are almost all really good at finishing at the basket, and OKC was not at all. Uh, Russ is not not good at the basket, as you've pointed out in, I don't know how many videos you've made just about one, yeah, it. I'm just sure. a, just a one <laughs> video
0: and some, some Twitter some tweets, some perhaps. Tweets. Yeah, you but know. you know, it's not that he's bad at it. He's just average. Exactly. Yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, he's just not as good as everyone thinks as far as the, when they think he's incredible and elite and one of the best. Um, so but you know, it kind of reminds me of when you talk about Rush, you also talk about how he dresses when he goes to the games. You ever see those shots? Oh man, that's my guy, man. I love that. You do? It's it's he's pretty off, off the wall what he wears sometimes. Yeah. You the know he's got pizzazz. Pizzazz. Well, if you want that kind of pizzazz, Dave, or anybody else listening, you should try Bombfell. Because Bombfell is an amazing place to get clothes that they will send to you and you basically have your own stylist. That works for you and knows what you like, and they can they every month will send you clothes that will fit with you. Do you do and you can rate them and tell them if you like it or not. And it's fully personal, personalized. Uh, it's awesome. I love it. I mean, I, I have some uh, nice slacks and a button down shirt I wore out this weekend and to impress my family, my mom's birthday party. And uh, I mean, I'm telling you, uh, do you ever would you ever be willing to buy clothes online? Yeah, absolutely. I buy clothes online all the time. I haven't used Bombfell, but maybe they'd be interested in
1: sending us some stuff for this season for the live shows. Oh, well, Man, I'm going to get on that. That yes, yeah, we should work that out. Yes, we should work that
0: out. Bombfell dear bombfell, send us some send us more clothes and Dave needs some clothes uh, that's right. because it really it's the most simple, straightforward service around. and you know if you don't like this stuff, you can just send it back. It doesn't cost you anything. So that's the other thing that's really cool uh, about that. So uh, bombfell. it's a you know B O M B F E L L, and if you go to bombfell.com slash coach Nick, uh, you get a deal. What is that deal? Uh, we get you get 25 bucks off uh, your first order if you go there. So bombfell.com slash coach Nick um, and you can get that $25 off uh, and they also have um, the best tagline that I've ever heard from a company. Are you ready? I am ready. Open and clothes. <laughs> that's all right. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. you know. pretty good because they send you a box. They do. You right. open and clothes instead of opening clothes. There you, you know? go. So I'm telling you, so it's, you know, and the bomb fell, I guess it's more like, kind of like bombshell, like you are, you'd be a bombshell if you're wearing their clothes because you look so good, so definitely check them out, um, and um, you know, I I love it, you guys will love it too. So, let's talk about Russ and OKC a little bit, Uh, Paul George, I like Paul George, I like how he's, by the way, I like what they're doing on offense, perhaps this is finally the time we're going to see Russ exist in offense, what do you think? (laughs)
1: You know, I, I, I think that uh, at this point, I mean, he, he sort of – I think he understood last year. It, it, look, from everything I've seen and heard, he sort of understood what last year was, right? Like – like, and just like we all know, I think Russ is also in on this. I mean, you know, um, and I think that he knew that to compete he needed help, which is why they got Paul George. And I'm sure he talked to Paul George ahead of time. All these players do. It's why Carmelo – Waived his no trade clause to come to OKC because I'm sure they talked. Um, I know that they played in the pickup game up in New York, so you know there was definitely some communication of some sort. So uh, maybe this is him saying, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, the I, I read the tea leaves. I understand. I need to do this stuff to 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 be better." And maybe we get to see the best for us. And this is what you and I talk about all the time is, like, the guy is so freaking talented that he he's able to succeed despite some of his flaws that he keeps – you know, he kind of keeps repeating some of the same mistakes. Right. And maybe by having a couple – two talented guys with him at this point in his career, he'll actually be able to avoid those. Yeah. I mean, Paul George and, and Carmelo Anthony are both elite spot-up guys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and what the, you know, it's interesting, and they understand how Paul George likes to play. They're getting him pinned down on the right side of the floor so he can kind of be moving towards the left when he catches. Um, and so they've gotten that down. They do a lot of slice cuts for him, sort of that first cut of, out of the flex offense, uh, a uh, a screen at the block where he cuts across the lane. And they're looking to get him post-ups that way. Or they're looking to get him across, and then he can fly up to the high post uh, or and moving around there. And so the offense, the ball – Seems to be moving more, but then again, I, the only thing, the only caveat is that because of the training camp and it's fresh, their, their training camp is fresh. What they're working on, most of these teams will probably run the best offense you'll see now. You know, early, early in the season when the coach has the most influence before it gets loose and they don't have a lot of practices. But so far, I mean, I do see a lot more than I normally do, have seen, and we, you know, we've heard KD criticize Donovan. You know, for for (laughs) really for to me, it's probably more like not without exerting uh, enough control. uh, But to me, it also is meaning like not clever enough offense.
1: Um, Yeah. And this was one of my concerns when they hired him in the first place. Uh, I, you know, I I went over some of the Florida tape and he didn't, you know, in college basketball is a different animal. I get it. So I try I try to reserve judgment. But. Nothing that he did really stood out is different than like Brad Stevens when you see, oh, yeah, Brad Stevens run some stuff in college that he could totally bring straight to the NBA. Um, and Hoiberg, you thought at least, uh, Hoiberg's issue is getting buy in from the players. And Donovan at least has been good on that part at getting, you know, like the, I think the player relationship part, he's done a decent job of. It's, it, but it's enacting a vision, um, you know, I guess whether he has one or not yeah. uh, is the issue. And so, um, and I guess uh, I, you know I didn't go. I was I, I was kind of offline during the whole Katie Twitter thing. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand, Billy Donovan was one of the things he brought up in 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 defending himself with the the fake Twitter account. So you know I I, I think uh, when you get to see especially when you have a guy who played in it and then got to see it, you know in in an ideal scenario like Golden State, uh, you know I tend to trust a guy like Kevin Durant.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I would love to read the tell-all book. I'm waiting for someone out there to write it because there's you know there's there's not a lot of there's only a couple different possibilities of like what happened and why he left, right? You know, and and uh, and 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 there's obviously there's there's only a few possibilities of like what was going on with their offense and why it would devolve into this iso 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 iso, and based on where what you know the decision that Kevin Durant made. Right. And they were what three plays from beating them anyway and going on. So he could have stayed and like take another shot at them. But, you know, there was some reason why the offense left him, um, you know, unsatisfied. And if it's Russ dictating it as the point guard. You know, and kind of torpedoing things, uh, and that's why he left. And then, and maybe Donovan not calling him out on it, uh, you know, or not getting on him to do it, run it more, and and maybe you know, KD is not very uh, confrontational, so he wasn't going to do it. Uh, and then maybe even just said, F it, I'm going to do it too." I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm throwing the Russ under the bus here, but um, there's only a you know, or you flip it and you switch Russ with KD, like how I just described it, and that's those are the what else can it be? I think they both have
1: to kind of take shoulder some blame if you're if if, you know if we're throwing blame around because they did take turns and and it was a real thing i mean you and i have talked about it you know the the KD standing 30 feet from the basket and just waiting for russ to pass him the ball you know that's not good offense on on KD's part now maybe you could you could argue well he knew he wasn't going to get the ball and then okay that now it's on the coach um yeah but the coach's job is to get buy-in from his players and if you're not giving them a system to buy into then there's an issue but it looks like they might actually have one this year and Russ is going along with it. I mean, it's preseason. Like we will we'll couch every single statement like, you know, Kyle Kuzma being a uh, top 10 player in the NBA, right? Like
0: we'll yeah. couch it by saying, well, it's only the preseason. <laughs> oh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but but this is Russ's year. I am completely and willing and open to enjoying him play. And having him completely change my mind about how he plays. This is it. This is the chance for us to finally see how that works. I think it's his point of his career where he's going to maybe at that point where he can do that. And certainly Melo, this is his last stand, and he needs it to work. And then Paul George is right in the middle of all this. And uh, and, and by the way, Paul George is the perfect complementary player for that. So uh, they did pretty well. Um, I was kind of thinking about this because as we wrap up, you know, what, would, what was the team that needed to be signed this off season to really compete with the Warriors? And I think the only way you could really have done it is if whatever team it was, you needed both Jimmy Butler and Paul George. Those I were agree. the com- that was the combination you needed to be able to get. I think uh, not Mello and Paul George. It was it was uh, uh, Jimmy Butler and Paul George to then compete with um, with the Warriors. What do you think? Yeah, I
1: agree with you there, but I think that the the one thing is like having the guy who can be that 4-5. And I think that that's what we're not like we don't talk enough about that. But, you know, what the Warriors are able to do at the 4 and 5 when they take Zaza out and they're not playing JaVale McGee, when they can play Durant and and uh, Draymond Green together at 4 and 5. That's when other teams get run off the court, you know, yeah. I mean, that's when Tristan Thompson looks like uh, a D leaguer or G leaguer. Sorry mm-hmm. um, that, you know, that's when you see like Ennis Cantor can't come on the court, you know, that, that's like right. stuff like that. And so that's really to me like, yes, you need to get Jimmy Butler and Paul George, but you also need a guy who can be wait the five. Well, and why, I, I well, know that's crazy. Well, no, Paul if, George. if
0: you're running, right, if you're running four or five, Jerry uh, Dray- Draymond and KD, then you can run Paul George and Jimmy Butler kind of 4-5-2 yeah. in some degree. I mean Paul George against Draymond is a little bit interesting, but you know that that could actually be crazily interesting yeah. too.
1: Well, Patrick Patterson is super interesting. And this is why so OKC and and I think Sam Presti has just done an incredible job. I actually talked about that on my podcast. I, I think he won the the summer obviously, and he's going to be the executive of the year most likely just cuz he yeah. he really like performed some magic not only making those two trades but signing Patrick Patterson to that discounted deal and getting Russ to resign. I mean, that's just, yeah. man, the guy, he really killed it exactly. and good for, good for everybody. Like I'm glad Russ is making money, you know, like that's like generational <laughs> changing money. Like his grandkids won't, you know, won't have to think about uh, paying for college or any of those type of things. That's amazing. And, but it's great for Sam Presti and OKC cause it's a small market. You know, they, they're, they're not really this huge free agent destination and Sam Presti really killed it. But, Interesting to me is having Russ, Robertson, Paul George, Carmelo, and Patrick Patterson. Because, I mean, Carmelo, like, as a scorer, he's such a threat, especially at catch and shoot. I mean, he shot 43% last year on a team that didn't really have any space. So um, I just think that that's, that's an interesting lineup. Now, do I think they can hang with the Warriors? No. No, no way. But it's at least closer than almost everybody else.
0: Yeah. No, they are uniquely situated to do something against them, I think, maybe more than anybody else defensively. So we shall see what happens and if Donovan can you know, do all that coaching stuff as well, which they're going to need, too, against Kerr. So uh, very fascinating stuff. Uh, great podcast. I think we went through a lot of really good stuff. We covered a, a really good gamut.
1: Yeah, I
0: was actually kind of surprised that we were able to get through so much stuff. Yeah, Crazy. Well, it's just par for the course as you and I continue our journey through the NBA. There we go. So, uh, all right. Well, good. We're looking forward to, you know, this is kicking off. We'll we'll hit, we'll hit you up again on, what, Friday we're talking about for another pod?
1: Yeah, I think so. Okay. We're, we're going Monday, Friday, right? Yeah, let's do Monday, Friday. Except for once the season starts, and I'm sure we'll pop in whenever. Yeah. You know. I mean, we'll, we'll pop in we, a little bit more.
0: But And James on Wednesday. So, thank yeah. you all for joining us today, and uh I look forward to seeing you every Monday now, for bright and early, on your commute to work. And uh don't forget sports fans at Be Breakdown, we're not a channel, we are a conversation. You in? Are you in, Dave? I believe so. Uh-oh. I think so. Own that, come on.
1: Uh yes, yes I, I am in. All in.